Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Unsullied Truth, the weekly podcast where you get an unbiased, unadulterated look into the world of politics. There's been an issue on my mind that I've been wanting to address for a while on this podcast, and that is COVID-19 response in the United States. I know each and every day we gain new information concerning the subject, so I've been hesitant to make a podcast addressing it. However, I feel like now's a good time. I feel like now's a good time to to give my unbiased opinion and, and present the facts. I think everybody remembers, maybe all too well, the slow approach of the coronavirus um, and decline of our nation. Starting in January, when we first began to hear about this virus in, in China that was you know, contagious and dangerous. And I would venture to say that 90% of people figured it would be contained to China. We didn't have a worry in the world. Um, then come February and March, it begins to spread. Still not to the United States, but um, eventually it does and spirals out of control from there. Soon thereafter come the precautions and the shutdowns and the restrictions, some of which have been condemned, some of which have been condoned, and it, it, it just is all over the place. I mean, this is a completely unprecedented time that we live in, and it, it continues to be an absolute juggernaut in American political history. On the date of this podcast, which is December 16th, the CDC has tracked 16,519,000 total cases in the United States with 302,992 deaths. Those are our numbers up until this point, and they are important um, going forward and deciding what we're going to do with the coronavirus and what has been done. Obviously, those numbers are staggering. Quite frankly, they're not just numbers. Those are people. I resent anybody who tries to turn those numbers into numbers. Anybody who tries to take those numbers and and flip them for an agenda. What I think is important in these instances, um, especially in dealing with coronavirus, is that we treat people like people. We don't turn this for any political agenda. This is about getting the American people healthy and getting the economy back on its feet. This virus is not the fault of any singular person, no politician or leader. Um, Unfortunately, nature can be brutal sometimes. And up until this point, I'm not going to pretend this virus is anything but that. Um, There's not enough facts to point towards it possibly being lab-grown or man-made, what we need to do is is work with what we have, the facts, and we have to assume that this virus is is not made in a lab. Therefore, it, it, it's unfair to place blame on any one person for the hundreds of thousands of deaths that have occurred in the United States. I've heard lots of criticism of President Trump and his handling of the coronavirus. Um, I like to take into account that when considering his coronavirus response, he was going off of a lot of the same information that we had. I don't think that he knew everything about this virus, um, all that it was or could be or mean for our nation. 
He closed our borders relatively early and and tried his best not to incite economic panic. Um, I think, given given the circumstance, I don't place a ton of blame on Donald Trump for the poor response America has had. Oftentimes, the CDC has flip-flopped on policies and precautions. Um, it, It seems that each and every day this virus grows and and adapts, one could say, making it even tougher to deal with. No, I don't think that this whole thing is a conspiracy, although the conspiracy theories are certainly entertaining to read at the least. Um, I do think that it has been politicized far too much and, and twisted and turned for, for own people's own agendas, but I don't think that you know the conspiracy theories surrounding it are true. All that being said... We know that there's a vaccine. Now, the vaccine is being administered primarily to healthcare personnel and then to those at high risk, meaning, you know, the elderly and such. Um, and we will see in the coming weeks and months the effects of the vaccine. I'm not particularly an advocate or, you know, against it. Um, I feel like the vaccine obviously is is the best way to protect against the coronavirus. However, the speed at which the vaccine was developed makes me hesitant to receive it. Um, and that's neither here nor there. It's not really a, a big deal. But what we do know is that the health side of the coronavirus is going to get better. We've had our best doctors working at it, um, our best medical teams and scientists, and we found a vaccine. We are going to distribute the vaccine, and we're going to get better. We will survive. (laughs) What I really want to talk about today is what I I believe to be the more dire ramifications of the coronavirus. Um, Not so much the medical, but the social ramifications. This is something that I like to call the empathy epidemic. To put this as simply as possible, COVID-19 has robbed us in many ways of our humanity. What makes us humans capable of empathy and love towards one another? When I think about everything that has happened in the last essentially whole year, it's, it's, wow, it's been, you know, 10, 11 months since this all started. Um, And I think about the restrictions that have been put in place and and the precautions that we take in order to not contract this virus. And it becomes apparent to me that these restrictions may be doing more harm than good. For example, I can't remember the last time that I saw somebody outside of my own household smile at me. I can't remember the last time that I hugged somebody outside of my family or my fiance. I haven't made any friends in this past year. I haven't gone to any social gatherings or events. For a large part, at least speaking for myself, this has robbed from me a lot of human interaction. Now, I assume most people around America experience similar things. And in isolated instances, this doesn't make for that big of a deal. 
you know. But when it is a nationwide thing, when each person is isolated one from another, we begin to lose our sense of humanity, our sense of empathy, our ability to love and care for one another as neighbors and as Americans. And to me, this is just as big an issue as developing a vaccine for this virus. That being said, I want to go on record and express my my remorse and my my love for all those that have lost people due to this virus. I've had friends and family come down with it. It's scary. It's real. And I would never discredit how dangerous this virus can be. Um, in talking about the social aspect, I simply want to direct attention to those ramifications as well, but not detract from what it means in the medical world. As the world of medicine continues to develop and help us fight against this this virus, I think the next step for the American people is to learn again those interpersonal connections that make us Americans. It's important to know your neighbors, to spend time with them, to make friends, to be with family. And I think that part of our road to recovery is adjusting and relearning these habits that were so commonplace before and yet are so forgotten now. Something that I appreciate so much about this platform is that, well, first of all, it's my podcast. I get to decide what I talk about, which I think is fantastic. But um, whether I decide to make it entirely factual and informing or decide to go off on a tangent about my opinions, um, I get to do that. And I appreciate uh, my listeners for being patient with me as I as I explore my thoughts and feelings on issues. Specifically with coronavirus, I don't think anybody needs a reiteration of of death toll or stats or or policy or anything like that. Um, I think most importantly is to realize that things are getting better going forward and that a recovery from the coronavirus doesn't lie solely with our government. It it also partially lies with us in allowing society to get back to normal um, following you know the production of a vaccine. I never once believed that coronavirus could bring to pass the downfall of a nation, and I still don't. But the fact of the matter is, every nation, every country, is on a time cycle. Most countries last between 200 and 300 years before radical changes are enacted and it is no longer recognizable to what it was before. Of course, there are ex exceptions to that, but that's generally where things lie. And I will say, while the medical ramifications of coronavirus um, don't appear to me to be nation-defining or country-changing, the social ramifications of it do. These are ramifications that have the potential to divide the American people and take away our humanity. And that, in my opinion, are the first steps. Those, in my opinion, are the first steps that lead to the downfall of a nation. And that is where we have to be so careful and so diligent in combating the effects of this terrible, terrible virus. I may be alone in this prediction, 
But I do think that American society as we know it hinges on our response moving forward in recovering from the coronavirus. A bold prediction, a bold statement, I know, but I feel like it needs to be out there in the universe in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, I believe that we'll get through it. However, it's impossible for me to ignore what could happen. To wrap it all up, I would just like to say, be educated, do your research, and use your mind. One of the greatest tools given to us is the ability to think and to analyze and to make decisions. Not everything you read out there is correct. Not every statement made by a politician is made in good faith. Um, it's important, incredibly important, to get information from a variety of sources and then form opinions. Um, respect the coronavirus. It's real and it's dangerous. And I don't think we presently understand not only the social ramifications, but the medical as well. It seems each day we're discovering new things concerning this virus. Respect it. Protect yourself against it. Protect those around you. But don't forget to to remember to be empathetic and love your neighbor. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Unsullied Truth. Come back next week for another look into America's political news. As always, we promise to bring it to you as pure and unbiased as possible, and then let you draw your own conclusions.